Hello and welcome to The Journey Inward, your new podcast BFF on the road home to yourself. I'm Christina, your host, and right now I'm staring out the window. Utah is currently blanketed in like maybe four or five inches of snow. Everything feels quiet and very still. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that the self-love workshop is currently open. The doors close on March 2nd, so by the time the next podcast comes out, that will be the very last day um, that you can enter and apply to be a part of this experience for this go-around. I'm so honored, so excited, genuinely just so in my body about this experience, so, so happy to be able to um, be a source of community for people who are trying to love themselves and yeah I am feeling very emotional about it today and the reason why is because a I'm I'm regularly pretty emotional um and b I just watched Andrea Gibson on style like you and I'll link this below style like you is this really beautiful YouTube channel that um, has people come on and slowly take off their clothing and talk about their style, talk about who they are, talk about um, basically undressing both physically and vulnerably um, with their words. And it's really beautiful. It's inspired me for years. And and Andrea Gibson is a poet and I've loved their work for many years now. And I want to get into what they talked about, but first I want to read uh, one of my all-time favorite poems by them. It's called Boomerang Valentine. It really fits the theme for this podcast in general, so I hope you guys enjoy. All right, here's Boomerang Valentine by Andrea Gibson. I'm sitting on my friend's couch several months into being intentionally single and celibate for the first time since I was 20 years old. 20 years old, when I believed sex had to involve a dude and the word screw. I'm telling my friend about a psychic who said I'm going to meet the love of my life by the end of January. It's January 10th and I'm so far from ready for Cupid, that naked little shit, to fire anything sharp my way. So far from ready for the kind of insane only love makes me. My friend musters up every bit of new age jargon she can fit on her tongue and says, what if you are the love of your life? I think, oh god, I hope that's not true because I am absolutely not my type. But let's say, just for a moment, I am. Let's say I am my dream girl and boy. And I'm sitting on my front step, ringing my own doorbell, waiting for me to answer so I can hand myself a mason jar full of water lilies I have rescued from a millionaire's Monet. Let's say I am so charmed by the radiance of my own anarchy I invite myself in for tea. And when I'm not looking, I sneak the steam from the kettle into my pocket so that the next time I am missing the coast of Maine, I can gift myself the fog. Let's say I'm not running my mouth around some old cliche that says we gotta love ourselves. We don't. I know that I can keep getting down on myself till I'm tucked into the grave, looking up at my name carved in stone, wondering why I never knew that I'd been cast as the lead in my own life. Y'all, when it comes to love, the only thing I'm certain of is that you are the best thing that has ever happened to you, whoever you are. You're a quitter? Great. There's plenty worth quitting. A sore loser? Who is it? You got no discipline? Maybe discipline is for bodybuilders and closeted gay monks. Picture a magician so attached to being perfect that he cuts off his own legs just to pull off the trick. Picture the 738 selfies I deleted before I took one that I was willing to show to the world. 
Picture me wishing I could have all of them back. My so-called flaws in stacks, like baseball cards, I know will be worth something someday. Like compassion, like tenderness, like my capacity to think myself a catch just because I've never seen a chandelier I didn't want to swing from. Because I would maybe go to space just to know if railroad tracks look like zippers from the moon. On days I have a hard time keeping warm in my own weather, I imagine what the first flower said to the first human trying to name half of its petals love-me-nots. No, this is not how anything grows. Of all the violence I have known in my life, I have not known violence like the way I have spoken to myself. And I've seen almost everyone around me hold the same belt to their own backs. Then, looking for someone outside of themselves to come clean that treason up. If I were to ask myself out of that cycle, I might say, listen, I am still going through a growth spurt. I have still yet to get my worst tattoo. I'm still clearing the smoke from burning the toast I wrote for my own wedding day. I am still trying to get rid of my mirror face, look myself dead in the eye. I know Facebook is a lousy mortician, desperately trying to make us all look more alive. I know there are things I haven't survived. I know there are people in this world who've had to work really hard to survive me. I don't ever want to take that lightly. But I want the heavy to anchor me brave, to anchor me loving, to anchor me in something that will absolutely hold me to my word. When I tell Cupid I intend to keep walking out to the tip of his arrow, to bend it back towards myself, to aim for my goodness, until the muscles in my chest tear from the stretch of becoming what I came here to be, a lover of whatever got covered up by the airbrush, the truth of me, that beauty of a beast, chewing through the leash till I get a mason jar full of water lilies, I got a kettle full of sea, and my whole life, y'all, my whole life is just a boomerang valentine coming right back at me. Andrea Gibson is an incredible poet. Their words have always spoken to me, and they are currently experiencing cancer. And this video that I watched today with them on Style Like You was talking about their experience with cancer. They talk about how they've been a hypochondriac their entire life and consumed with fear for their entire life. And then they expressed the sentiment that when they were diagnosed with cancer, they experienced freedom from the fear. I'm going to quote them from that video. They said, I was in a state of pure bliss for the first 10 or 11 months. The fact that every second I walked the world being like, this could not be here tomorrow. And I know that sounds cliche, but really feeling it, feeling the brevity. Why would I waste my time not in search of celebration, not in search of awe? They went on to talk about um, how they didn't really have a bunch of career and goals and ambitions that their thoughts weren't on, oh, I want to write a big book and have big tours. They dreamt of healing. And they said that most days through this process of having cancer, they feel like the luckiest person in the world because they're like experiencing that healing that they've dreamt of their entire life. This gets at what I want to put into the world. Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful and we can miss it. We can miss it so easily. So many people miss it. Life is beautiful because it ends. Life is beautiful because we don't know when it ends. Every day is a gift. Every day, every moment, an opportunity to try again. I think that's one of the things I'm most thankful for, day after day, to get it right.
day after day to pick myself up, change course, and walk. Did y'all know that emotions only last 90 seconds? A brain scientist, Dr. Jill Bolt-Taylor, said when a person has a reaction to something in their environment, there's a 90-second chemical process that happens. Any remaining emotional response is just the person choosing to stay in that emotional loop. I think that when we run from our emotions, we are staying in that loop. When we numb our emotions, we are staying in that loop. And I know that I have stayed in many loops and gone lost. And I think that the sooner that we can come to that surrendering of allowing emotions to live in our bodies, allowing ourselves to be emotional beings that need things, that need comfort, that need to feel, that need to cry. When we run from that, we steal ourselves from the very essence of life. We steal ourselves from each moment by pretending that we don't have to feel it. Don't wait till you have cancer. Don't wait until your heart breaks. Don't wait until your life falls apart. Let go. Andrea Gibson once said, I had no idea how much would change when all that mattered became all that mattered. Stop giving your energy to things that don't matter. Hone in on what matters to you. I know what matters to me. Connection matters. I matter. My people matter. Living the life that feels true to me. That feels like who I am at my essence. That matters. And as I hone in, as I narrow my focus, more and more stepping stones in the path become clear to me. And it's not like I can see the whole path, but I can see the next stepping stone because I took a chance and I stepped out. I'll tell you what doesn't matter to me because I also know the answers to that. Gossiping doesn't matter. Bitterness doesn't matter. Resentment doesn't matter. People pleasing doesn't matter. Running from myself, pretending to be anyone but myself. These are things that don't matter. Your invitation today is a journal prompt. Write down a list of things that truly matter to you and a list of things that don't. And sit with this list and ask yourself, what decisions can I make this week, this month, this year that will let me step closer to what matters and step away from what doesn't? I love you guys so much. Have such a good week.